This weekly podcast inspires you to step outside of your comfort zone. My name is Zakir Muhammad, and I'm your host of the Living Legacy Podcast. I am a cancer survivor, brand cultivator, strategist, author, and world traveler. This Living Legacy Podcast features women of purpose sharing stories of resilience. They are single and married. They are artists and entrepreneurs who run businesses and juggle parenthood. If you are ready to hear interviews about professionalism, entrepreneurship, travel, life, and love, you are in the right place. They will share stories of how they overcame adversity while seeing life through a different lens. Let's get into it. Are you ready to get serious with LinkedIn? Then I think you might like my friend Andrea's free LinkedIn Jumpstart Challenge. LinkedIn is the best platform to connect with industry movers, shakers, and decision makers. Not only will this five-day video challenge get you up and running on LinkedIn, it will help you to get better results with talking to potential clients and collaborators. Starting January 25th, the video lessons will cover images, posting, and connection marketing techniques, as well as worksheets, live Q&As, and much more. Join the LinkedIn Jump Dart Challenge by going to bit.ly forward slash li savvy social school. That's bit.ly forward slash l-i-s a-V-V-Y social school. Today on the Living Legacy Podcast, we have Crystal Day. She is known to captivate and connect with people as a relevant, transparent, and transformational speaker. She propels her audience to action by challenging them to never settle for less. She, like myself, is a dynamic, multi-passionate entrepreneur. She's a coach, a podcaster, a brand strategist, award-winning best-selling author, uh, international certified life coach, and a speaker corporate trainer. So she is a woman of faith and she believes in servant leadership and unselfishly using her God-given purpose to positively influence and impact lives globally. She is also the COO of Daylight Publishers. So we're going to talk about what it's been like for her growing up and currently living in Jamaica and what it was like to not only publish one book, but more than one book, and then later on create a coaching business and a publishing company. So welcome, Crystal, on Living Legacy Podcast. Thank you for being here. Hi, thank you so, so much. I am so excited for today. I was looking forward to it, actually. Yes, and I think today is a great day for a great day, right? We can always... <laughs> I know. <laughs> everything going on is definitely a way to be uplifting for others, and I feel that's our purpose. That's definitely our purpose. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I mean, as you said, there's so many things that's happening all over the world, and there are days when you just feel like, like, you know, just give me a break, but there are other days where you really have to just choose to see the best in the day. And today is one of those days. Exactly, exactly. So let's start with who Crystal is. Uh, Let's talk about little girl Crystal. Who was little girl Crystal? So as you mentioned, I currently live in Jamaica and I grew up in Jamaica. No, little girl Crystal, uh, I think, so I was always very ambitious. I've always had some, I always felt like the environment that I was in, that was not my end all and be all so just a backstory i grew up in what we call the ghetto or inner city of jamaica and i i, I put it I, when i talk to my international audience i said picture the projects in the u.s right so there's a lot of poverty where i grew up um a lot of violence um you know 
just in the the communities that I I grew up in. But you know, I've always been always try to say, you know, I'm so grateful for the parents that, you know, God had blessed me with because like my father, he saw the value in education and from a young age he instilled that value. So I would always be told that education is my way out of the inner city. No, again, picture and most of the girls in my community at 16, they are getting pregnant. You know, the boys drop out of school by grade nine. You know, a lot of them pick up guns. A lot of them get into um, stealing and robbery and stuff like that. You know, a lot of the women, um, you know, have two, three, four baby fathers, you know. So that's a lot of what you will see around, you know. A lot of the girls also get into prostitution and, you know, so that, that this is what I kind of saw but my I felt like I was sheltered <laughs> like I didn't realize it was that bad until like I grew up and saw these girls doing these things because one my father was very strict so I couldn't go outside I didn't play I tell people I can't ride a bicycle like fun fact Krista can't ride a bicycle right because I didn't get a chance to I, I spent a lot of time just reading books studying and trying to do good in school um but the Outside of that, I felt like it was a fairly okay um, childhood. I love my brothers and sisters. I'm the eldest. And, you know, that the joy of my life were my brothers and sisters, you know, or sitting, um, you know, and dreaming about having businesses, dreaming about traveling. We didn't have family members that traveled a lot. We knew one and two persons, but we didn't have people like, oh, you know, you're getting a lot of things from overseas. You didn't have... I grew up having these big dreams and through education, but basically uh, that was what childhood was for me. Um, you know, just, yeah, it, it was, it was okay. I, I knew I was poor because, uh, you know, I, I remember going to bed without, um, without food. I remember going to school with one uniform for the whole year. I remember parent, my parents have not paying the school fee and, you know, being embarrassed at school because your parents haven't paid the school fee. I remember these things, but I felt like there was just a resilience in me. And I think the motivator came from, I wanted to do better for my siblings. That was big. I wanted to do better for them. Um, so, you know, that's how, you know, I, I just, what childhood was like for me. Um, I didn't know much about God. I remember my pa my mommy telling me about God and telling me to pray. And I remember from a young age praying um, and having faith that there was a God and, you know, praying and negotiating with him, you know, God, if you help me to do this, then. So I remember that till teenage years. By the way, it's not too late to learn how to ride a bicycle. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will consider <laughs> So you talked about you read a lot growing up, and I think every great writer starts off being a good reader. So tell us how you got into writing your first book. Hmm. So, you know, the funny thing is, I tell people I don't remember dreaming about becoming an author. Probably it's just something I've never seen. You just think that only... You know, popular people can become authors. So even through, I always wanted to do law because I always hear that I talk too much. So I was like, okay, lawyer, talk too much. Um, then when I was in like grade 11, thereabout, I was like, okay, I could, 
I, I wanted to become a politician because again, I grew up in the inner city. I'm like, okay, I love helping people and how else to help people than through politics. I wanted to get into politics. And then I just kept changing my career. Um, and then I settled for business. And I settled for business one because by the time, like, and I'm going to share how the book came in. Um, by the time you, you, you finish high school, like my mommy had other children. So I'm like, she couldn't spend mo- any more money on me. She had to spend the rest of money on. So I had to go and look at a job. You know, and business felt like it was easy. I needed a degree. It was easy. I didn't have time to sit and study and challenge myself. I just needed to make money, get a degree, so I can help my parents. Um, fast forward, I think... When I became a Christian, um, I remember distinctly when I, I became a Christian and I remember I was just seeking God for my purpose. And it was just somewhere in between that, the idea of a book came about. Again, by then I probably met like about, that was about 2015. I met like about two Jamaican authors. I'm like, whoa, you know whoa, how did you become an author? And, you know, I remember just kind of being very curious about this writing thing. And uh, yeah, I just, I tell people to be honest, like, I don't know. I know that while I'm a bright girl or people would say I'm a bright girl because I did well in school and stuff. I don't think I was the writer, you know, that, that, that those writers that people like I'm the best writer in the world what I do know is that I love people and I wanted to help persons and that's how the book was birthed I just wanted to share my testimony of you know how I became a woman of purpose so I became a woman of um you know how I found my identity in Christ and 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 he kind of led me into into writing and yeah, I, after that, I got studying the publishing industry and, you know, the, the nine years, like, oh, this could be a career. This could be a thing. Thank you for writing a book and thank you for writing your story because, yes, we need more women from the diaspora and, and you know, the Caribbean to be able to do that, uh, especially for the publishing company. I, as soon as I saw that you, you know, started Daylight Publishers, I'm like, that you're already, you know, taking the less taken path in a good way. So that's a very good thing. And I feel like we're also similar, though, because I did good in school, but English was my best subject in school. But I too, I didn't think of being a writer. I wrote in my journal, you know, yes. just to stay sane during school, but <laughs> that was it. <laughs> yes. Like you do, like, and I think sometimes with, and, and if, if your listeners are listening, sometimes the things that come so naturally for us, we don't realize how powerful it is to our purpose. Because even speaking, I remember I tell people, when I was leaving high school, I got like the top grades and they were, um, they nominated me as valedictorian. And I said, hell no, because nobody will ever get me to speak on a stage. Like I was that terrified of speaking like I love to talk but the idea of talking in front of persons like I just did not think that that was something I'm capable of and similarly with writing and look at me now you know it just is like writing and speaking and coaching are like things that comes like naturally like breathing for me and and that's how I realized that purpose is really already in us you know it's not like the external things that I felt like I needed it really was innate now let's talk about that journey to finding your purpose because um, not many people are blessed to be able to find it or they they find it but it loses them and then it takes them a while to get back to it so talk about what it was like to find that purpose so I'll be lying to say the truth is uh, 
like for me, I'd be lying to say my faith in Christ has not been the most paramount thing with purpose. But what I've learned on the journey is that a lot of times we are searching for this purpose thing as this big thing. And as I said, it's just something innate. Um, it's not for you. And that's one of the things I realized, like I wasn't I, I, God didn't place me on this earth for me to have the, the best education, have the big car, the big job. Like, like, even though those things are great, the truth is your purpose and the true joy comes from serving persons. So when I, I remember uh, just desiring, like from when I was young, I always wanted to mentor young girls. And that's because, again, I grew up in the inner city and I knew that the mindset, like, you know, if, if somebody didn't intervene in their lives to tell them that there was a different way to go, many of them would have gone down the path of, you know, promiscuity and all of these things. So I started to just do things that I was passionate about. And that came from serving people, serving teenagers, um, praying for, for, for women, uh, the book you know, just came from me sharing my story as an inspiration. And I say, that's how purpose for me came when I stopped looking into, okay, how can I do this for Crystal? How can I do this? But how can I serve um, some, the, my community? How can I serve my church? How can I serve even my organization? People would tell you when I was working a nine to five job, I was that person like, listen, the place is boring. Uh, we need, we have a sports club. I'm going to be the activities coordinator at the sports club and I'm hosting events so that after work, people have something fun to do, you know? And I realized my purpose came, um, in wrap up, it felt like, okay, initially it was helping women to live wholesome, godly lives. And that was it. Um, however that looks wholesome me, not just spiritually, but okay, how can I help them to, tap into their gifts? How can I help them to accomplish their dreams? And however that look in different season, that was my purpose. So somebody listening, you know, your purpose might be to, to serve. Um, you are great with children. You're amazing with children. How can you serve? Like every time you think you see yourself picturing yourself with a daycare center and you're like, well, I don't have the money for the daycare now, but what can you do now? Can you, you know, have some friends over with their children and you teach them? You know, sometimes we see purpose as just being on a stage and platform, but it's serving now. And for me, the Bible says, you know, when I'm faithful with little, I will be blessed with much. And I've seen that in my life when I had um, conferences or when I have workshop with five teenage girls, right? And I was faithful in that. I know summer gone, August um, gone, I hosted a, a teen summit, a teen mentorship, 500 teens sign up. And I was like blown away because I remember when I was just teaching five teenagers, you know, and I see how my purpose have evolved because I was faithful with little. Let's keep the conversation going. Follow us on social media at Living Legacy Podcast. Leave a comment, introduce yourself, and tell us how the podcast has inspired you. This episode is sponsored by my new book called Seeing Life Through a Different Lens, a survivor's memoir on overcoming adversity with resilience. You can visit ZakiraNayar.com. Absolutely. That's all it takes to take the uh, perseverance, the patience, 
um, and definitely being proactive as well. Those are definitely very important to finding your purpose. That's the four P's right Woof, there. That's a word <laughs> right there. <laughs> All right. So how many books have you written exactly? Six. <laughs> Six. Um, all right. So six, living a reality, empowered for such a time as this. And empowered for such a time as this was where um, it was written at a time when I just left my nine to five job. I felt like I was on this purpose journey. I was going well. And then God told me to leave my job. And I was struggling with um, just who am I? You know, because I realized when no, I was a senior procurement officer at a government institute, right? So I realized when I was no longer the senior procurement officer, somebody asked me, Krista, what are you are? I struggled to say I was an author. I was a speaker. Like it didn't feel good. <laughs> you know, it didn't feel as prestigious. So that was bird from me. I'm reminding women again, you know, that their calling is powerful no matter, no matter how minuscule you think it is whether you're a stay-at-home mom whether you are just a what a sole opinion you are the only person in the business right now you know like it is powerful and that was what then i had like uh become a christian life coach um i recently i've had two teen two devotional i have a devotional for teen young, teen and young adults and i have a living a royal reality teen edition um that was written with I mentored 12 teen girls and helped them to birth their stories and they wrote that. So that is an amazing book because the girls are sharing their story of, you know, being raped, being, you know, and these are teenage girls coming out. So that was a powerful project for me. So yeah, I think it's six. I do have other projects in the pipeline, but the truth is I started my publishing company in 2017. Up since the last three years, I've published over 100 authors. And because I've been so busy trying to help other people birth their dreams, I've kind of put mine to a back burner for a little bit, little bit, just to help others. But eventually, I believe that the others will come to life. That's what happens also. When you're fulfilling your purpose, your purpose is feeding you that you can't kind of forget about you know, your personal project. But when the time is right, those personal projects will literally be like an alarm blaring, like it's time. <laughs> it's time to work. Yes, yes. Now, um, what else do you do specifically? Why did you decide to become a coach? What kind of coach are you? Um, so initially when I started, I started as an empowerment coach because again, I love women. I had done my coach, like I felt like I was coaching all my life. So I, I was a teenager that at the end of the year, I will meet with my friends and like, what's your New Year's resolution? You know, what are your biggest strengths and weaknesses? And they would be so annoyed because I'll be emailing, what are you, you know, what and things like that. So I feel like I've always been coaching, but when I came into the realization that there was more, um, you know, I got certified as a life coach and I started to do empowerment coaching just to kind of help women to, to walk in their calling, um, you know, discover their gifts and stuff like that. Um, currently I, I realized about a year and a half that I actually love coaching coaches. So st here in Jamaica, I start, I, I started to train Christian life coaches here in Jamaica. Um, and I've done that probably about 150 coaches here. And mainly because I realized that I can't do everything. Um, you know, people want relationship coaches, people want health coaches. So I've been training coaches. So currently I only focus on book brand business. Um, so I don't do life coaching anymore. Um, 
through writing books, I've discovered that I have to use a lot of my coaching skills because a lot of persons come, especially when they're writing memoirs and they are just not healed. They are just not in our place to share their story. So I find that I still have to do a lot of life coaching things. Um, but now my focus is on that. And I love, I realize that I love teaching coaches the skills, but I no longer want to necessarily help them to do that because I do have a community of coaches to refer people to. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Yeah. And I think um, that almost leads to the next question of, how can we find your books, uh, take advantage of your um, services, find your podcast? Like, where can <laughs> we find you online? <laughs> well, you know, our podcast. So I tell you, you know, um, listen, big up to yourself as a podcaster because people think that podcast is just, oh, like you just interview people. Like, no. <laughs> they, they, there is so one I find there's so much power with interviewing people give it allowing them to come on a platform and to share with their audience that is so you doing this like I'm so so grateful if your listeners are listening I am so happy to be here because I know the podcast journey and the insecurity sometimes you know of there are so many podcasts where do I fit in how can I make my show different and you know I got into podcasting this year after like two years you know desiring this but being afraid of my voice you know being afraid of uh you know what would people say so shout out so again my 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 podcast is diary of a jesus girl and that was birth because i felt like when i came into church and became a christian i was almost like people wanted fake they wanted me to act like okay i'm saying sanctified and i'm not struggling with anything and i'm heading to heaven and i was struggling I wanted a boyfriend. <laughs> I still wanted to go party. And nobody wanted to talk about the real thing. So on the, on the podcast, I interview people and talk about, you know, abortion and masturbation and, you know, things like real issues on the faith journey. And how do you deal with that? And encourage, hoping that it will encourage others, um, you know, to, to still walk out the faith walk and push um my books are on amazon they're on kindle i would i'm a social i tell people i'm a social media person like follow me on instagram on facebook like every day i'm on i love social media i think social media is a powerful platform to connect with people and i love connecting with people so you know just reach out to me um my, if you are interested to write a book, uh, you know, double, uh, Daylight Publishers, and I'm sure you leave the links to Daylight Publishers, I offer a complimentary uh, session first because I like to, I don't take on everybody as a client. I want to hear, I want to ensure that our vision is aligned and also I can serve you right? Because if I can't help, then I, I won't try to, to take you on as a client. Um, so I do complimentary consultation just to hear more. And yeah, I just love people, helping people. Um, the, the, I, for the book checklist, um, I do have a freebie um, and it is Bentley, B-I-T forward slash L-O-Y, uh, bestseller cheat sheet. So if you download that, um, you will get a course 
and you get um, the checklist and you get a uh, ebook, you know, just to help you to get started on your book writing journey. And for somebody that's listening, believe me, your book is wanted. I know that you're, you're doubting because there are so many books out there, but believe that, you know, your message is so unique. There are many people talking about purpose, identity, but this truth is my book has gone to places that I have never been, you know, and persons all over the world are being blessed because of my unique perspective and that's what your book would offer yeah i'll definitely also leave everything in the show notes um so everyone can find it and now before we go i do have two fun questions that i love to ask all my listeners you ready okay i'm ready the first one is when this is all over um and people can and more places open up to travel where the first place you want to travel to ah <sighs> So let me cheat a bit because even though we weren't supposed to travel, I went to the US. Oh. <laughs> I went, to, I went away in August because um, my mom, my mom lives migrated last year, um, so I went up for my stepdad birthday. But um, to be honest, I'm hoping that I'll be able to make it on a cruise next year. I love cruises. I did one once, so I would love to do a cruise for summer next year for my birthday again. Um, wherever. Somewhere Caribbean cruise, European cruise, whichever my pocket can afford at that time. But definitely, I want to do a cruise um, when when all of this is over. I love that. I love that. Yeah, I got lots of family members that are, are cruise um, deprived <laughs> right now. So I know. Listen, cruise are amazing. Free, complimentary food, travel. Like, can't get better than that. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And then the next question is, if you were, God forbid, to die tomorrow, what would you want your legacy to be? That's a that's an interesting one. Um, you know, the truth is, uh, two things. One, I tell Eve, I I would want to be remembered as a woman that pushed people to Christ. Um, you know, anytime somebody remember me, I'd want them to say, you know, she really lived a life that was pleasing to God. Um, cause boy, it would have been vain if me sacrifice all of this without you know not making it um to heaven in in uh to seek god and then two um to be known as a woman that propels people to to their dreams i believe uh, a lot of persons life happens and they have forgotten their dreams they are doubtful of their dreams and i believe my life our mission has always been to help people to realize that your dreams are possible um yeah and the final thing and i'm hoping that even after this i will be able to open a bookstore um here in jamaica and that's a dream of mine that i'm hoping that you know if i leave soon it will be there because you know i want i really want people to find love in books and to find um hope in books so I, I, um, I don't say hope, I say do, you know, because it's definitely needed um, because <laughs> I, I mean, Jamaica is known for the music, but what about the books, you know? So. Agreed. Yeah. And the positivity, like I find while we are like, unfortunately known as a country and which we didn't get into today, but you know, we are known for the country, I think in terms of the top 10 countries in the world. And with crime and violence, like a country with a small country with 2.8 million, and we are in the top 10 of the most violent countries in the world, that, that's ridiculous. Um, and unfortunately, you know, crime is so high here. So 
but there's just so many amazing people and so many amazing things that Jamaica has to offer. And sometimes it's lost in the weed <laughs> that we are known for and the, you know, the, the music. So yeah, I do pray that, you know, Jamaica one day will be known, um, you know, for the literature and the hope that is offered through its people. And, you know, hopefully that Crystal Day is one of the names that will come, come to their minds. I think so too. And, and, and yeah, uh, I mean, I've been to Jamaica. Um, I went to Negril, but Oof. even, I mean, I flew into Kingston, went to Negril, but even then when I was there, I'm like, I felt safe there, you know, compared yeah. to most people would be here in the U.S. at this moment. So, Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you for that. <laughs> and thank you. Thank you for being on the Living Legacy Podcast. It's been an honor. Uh, thank you so, so much. I can't wait. And I love the name, Living a Legacy. Um, I tell people all the time that a book leave a legacy. Like when I die, my books will be here. And that's why you write books. So yes, thank you. Thank you for listening to the Living Legacy podcast. Be sure to subscribe, follow, and download so you don't miss the next episode. If you want to learn more, you can visit ZakiraNayar.com. That's Z A A K I R. A-H-N-A-Y-Y-A-R.com. Do you have any suggestions on a topic you want to be talked about? Leave them in a review. If you love this episode, be sure to share it with your friends.